Welcome to Last in Line Podcast, where we are highlighting, showcasing, and spotlighting great leaders of faith who have overcome adversity, cultivated resilience, and served others in a significant capacity. So settle in and be encouraged by this episode of Last in Line Podcast. war spiritually if you haven't ever quite fully comprehended that or understood how to approach that battle and tactically strategically engage in that war i've created a simple handbook guidebook roadmap that is straightforward simple short but it's extremely useful and might serve you in this battle of spiritual warfare it's called operation 333 the Little Black Book on Strategic Spiritual Warfare. Grab a copy. Gentlemen, hey, I'd like to start this podcast episode with a prayer for Israel and a prayer for the families who are losing loved ones by the second, for a nation under duress and under a... Um, just a demonic invasion, and I want to pray for them. Uh, so, God, I want to lift up Israel right now, and I want you to know that we have complete and full faith in your plan. I know that this world is broken, and you are not causing this. Uh, you are watching, and none of it surprises you. In fact, this is a lot of prophecy being fulfilled, and we just pray that you would continue to cover those families and that nation and those leaders. And we pray that the innocent would be spared and that the evil would be dealt with and justice would prevail. So I want to thank you that you're our shepherd, that we shall not want, that you lead us by still waters and you lead us to green pastures, um, that you prepare our souls and that you lead us in the path of righteousness for your namesake. Though we might walk through the valley of the shadow of death, Father, we thank you that we will fear no evil, that your rod and staff is with us, that you comfort us. God, that you prepare a way for us in the presence of our enemies. Thank you that you anoint our head with oil and that our cup will overflow. And we thank you that goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our life and we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. All right, gentlemen. I've got something for you, um, not really along that theme of what's going on in Israel, but kind of just in the theme of life and what uncertainty is out there. And there's plenty of uncertainty. We don't always get to know what's going to happen. Of course, we rarely know what's going to happen, but we can rest assured that God is a faithful God. He's a good God and that he loves his people and he's a rewarder. Of those who seek him, of course, the Bible says. And I want to get a sh give a shout out to Real Man Boobs is the handle, the profile on Instagram, the hat I'm wearing, if you can see it. Sooner Ranch, and being from Oklahoma, I'm a big OU Sooner fan, and we had a big win over the Texas Longhorns, so horns down if you're watching. Um, if you're a UT fan, bless your heart. Maybe you'll get us again in the Big 12 Championship. So for all you football fans, if uh, you probably know what that tradition and rivalry is about, and you probably have your own in your home state, some sort of rivalry with another team if you're into college football, but that's a big one for us. That's a big win. 
So anyway, that's the hat I'm wearing. Shout out to my guy at Real Man Boobs. Thanks for the hat. All right, guys, I'm going to bring one to you today, uh, and I'm going to call it Fear is Fuel, Torment is Toxic. So fear is okay. People uh, want to claim to be fearless, want to uh, run from any sort of thing that might have fear creep up inside them. And we've been taught to push fear away and to kind of keep it at arm's length and not to experience it. We, we run from fear, and, and I say fear is fuel. And most of you listening might agree with that. And I think fear allows us to prove our courage. It allows us to exhibit our resilience and allows us to show the toughness that we claim to have. If you're a guy, you would like to claim that you are somewhat tough when the chips are down and that you're resilient when you face adversity. And the only way to prove that is to push through a fear that might come. But in this instance, we're talking about fear of uncertainty, fear of the unknown, ultimately fear of potential failure, right? We we draw out these hypothetical blueprints in our mind that are the worst case scenarios, and then that tends to paralyze us and prevent us from stepping out in that fear. Now, <clears throat> I can't always say I love fear, that feeling inside you, right? The cortisol of the stress hormone that allows us to maybe get a little bit apprehensive, get a little gun shy, get a little uh, trepidation in our step, not always the most confident in our stride uh, in that situation. I'm, I'm just like you. Uh, I don't, I guess, seek that emotion of fear. But I also have learned to know how to deal with that when it can, comes up, when it rears its head in me. I know how to, I have learned a little bit of how to deal with fear. Not great at it, not perfected that emotion, not perfecting my reaction. Um, but I've, I've somehow learned to cope, I guess is the word, in a way that allows me to overcome that. So torment, though, what I would say torment is, is just allowing fear to stick around to a place where it controls us, where it paralyzes, where it debilitates, where it ultimately kind of has us capsized emotionally and psychologically where we can't push through and we get stuck and our feet feel like they weigh 100,000 pounds each, and we're in these cinder blocks that won't allow us to move forward. That's torment, and I call that toxic. So fear is fuel, torment is toxic. So I've got three ways for you to lean in tonight. For us to lean in to uncertainty, that fear of the unknown, we've got, you know, there's things in my life right now, at least with my wife's job, for sure, that there's an unknown and she's definitely been fearful as she takes this step into a new role, a more, um, a higher expected, uh, a higher role of of expectation, kind of another level, I guess. And so she's she's more than capable. But again, the fear rises up because change kind of allows fear to creep in and kick the door in on our emotions, on our psyche. 
And so it's just, how do we deal with it? How do we lean into it? How do we embrace fear? How do we embrace the unknown and the uncertainty? So I got three ways for you. This might empower you tonight. I don't know. This might empower somebody you know going through this. And maybe I'm coming up with this because of what we're dealing with with her job. And there's been a lot of hard conversations she and I have had about just do we, don't we, will we, won't we, kind of can we, should we, uh, all those those questions that kind of stem from fear. So the first one I say, the three ways to lean into uncertainty, the first one I say is the power of proximity. The way I, the way I kind of frame that context is knowing what God's will and plan is for you, knowing who he is, getting as close to him as you can, getting as close to his voice and understanding what the Holy Spirit is trying to say to you is proximity. How close are you to God? How close are you to the Holy Spirit? How in tune are you with his voice? How do you know his voice? Do you know his voice? Uh, what is he wanting to say? Where is he wanting to guide you? How is he wanting to lead? And are you close enough to be able to know where to follow, how to follow, who to follow? So the power of proximity is huge and I, and in relation to the Father and the Holy Spirit. And only way to do that is to know what he says about you, know what he says about situations, know what he says about fear, know his what he's promised you. Um, actually, knowing how to ditch some doubt, okay? Ditch the doubters, if there are any, if there's those voices, and they might be your own. Ditch the doubters. It could be definitely the, the enemy, because he knows what you're scared of. He knows how to kind of push the buttons of, of doubt and fear. So the doubter would be him would be the enemy. The devil is would love nothing more than to see you fail and would love nothing more than to see you separate from God. That's his ultimate goal is to separate us believers from God's purpose, God's plan, God's voice, God's love, anything having to do with our relationship with God. So just it's important to know God's will for your life. How do you do that? That's a big big question. There's a lot of layers to that, but I'll say to boil it down to simple, the most simplistic form is get in the word in the morning, get in the word multiple times a day, understand what his, he said, what he is saying and what he will, what door he will open and what will come to pass. And, and so it's, it's hard sometimes it's hard to know what his will is for you. Should I take that job? If I do, how is that going to turn out for me? And will I have what it takes? That's the first question anybody asks. Can I do it? Yeah, it's a great opportunity. Yeah, I feel like God's leading me. Yeah, the door's opening. Yes, all the pieces are coming into, are connecting. Like all the dots are connecting. All the pieces are coming together. But ultimately, can I do it? Can I overcome my doubt in myself? Can I ever overcome an insecurity or a fear of my own ability? The only way you can feel that peace, that confidence, that security is to get close to him and understand what he says. He promises, right, that his people will succeed. He will, uh, he will reward those who seek him. All things will be added to you if you seek him first and the kingdom and his righteousness. 
you will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So these things, yes, you 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 may make mistakes. You may have moments of failure. That doesn't mean you have failed. Okay, that's that's key. I think when we get, if we can get super granular in those moments and realize, okay, these are small pieces to a bigger puzzle. Yeah, I failed here. Yeah, I made a mistake here. Yeah, I have a lot to learn there. But that doesn't make me a failure if I failed in those situations. So ultimately, we just got to keep seeking. Seek Him. Seek His Word. Seek His Spirit. Seek the voice of that kind of inner, that inner leading of the Holy Spirit and the gut kind of guiding us, the convictions, right? He will He will make uh, make you at peace with certain things and he will kind of drive. Um, there will be an uneasiness to your spirit if you're going a wrong direction. So we got to know what that is though. We have to understand wh- how to discern whether that's God, whether that's the devil, whether that's bad pizza, whether that's heartburn, whether that's just your fear. I mean, the fear will tell you that's not for you. That's not where you're supposed to go. But ultimately God lines up these places and pieces and and people, opportunities, doors. He he lines those up so that we will walk in those. Right? You know, we are his workmanship created to do good works that he's prepared beforehand so that we may walk in them. That's what it is. Um, Ephesians 2:10. So, right, we're his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. That's could be your job. It could be a you know a repairing a relationship. But so that we created in Christ Jesus to do good works that he prepared beforehand. So he kind of laid out these steps for us. He opened these doors ahead of time so that we may walk in them. That's a, that's a certain certainty. That's a promise for the uncertain situation. So that's number one. Get close to him, the power of proximity. Hear his voice, follow his lead. Second one is skill set certainty. So skill set certainty would be, have faith in your experience. Yes, ultimately, God is in charge. God's in control. God's leading. God's equipping. God's guiding. But ultimately, we've built enough experience and skills and competencies. Have confidence in your competency. Know that you know that you know you've been built for a time such as this. You've been equipped. You've learned. You've refined some skills. And and now it's time to use them. So have faith in those. So skill set certainty, that's one way. That's number two, okay, for three ways to lean into uncertainty. Walk into a situation knowing, hey, you've got what it takes, knowing you can cut it, knowing you are equipped, you are actually competent enough. You've got the skills. You've proven it. Your resume says it. Your past says it. Your experience says it. So walk in it. Stand up straight. Walk confidently. Okay, humbly but confidently. Certainty. Certainty in your steps. Certainty in your competency. Confidence, faith in your experiences, what you've experienced, the experience you have, and you've stacked up all these wins behind you that says you will stack up more. So go into it. Yes, you're going to be challenged. Yes, you're going to be pushed. Yes, you're going to be stretched. Yes, you're going to be tested. But that's what life's about. That's what I told my wife in her job. I'm like, that's what it's about. I mean, it's not about sitting back a year from now going, man, I wish I would have taken that job. Man, I wish I What if I would have cut it? I wonder if I could have done that job. I wonder what that would have been, what doors that would have opened. I wonder what that would have 
even the stretching, I wonder if that would have been something that would have been real fulfilling. I don't want her to get to a point a year from now and going, what if that would have happened? What if I'd have done that? Don't want to play that hypothetical game, that what if game, that regret game. I said, go into it with both feet, 100%, take a plunge, calculated risk. But yeah, it's a little risky, but it's a little, it's a chance, taking a chance on yourself, taking a chance on trusting the new employer and what he is and who he says he is. But ultimately, dude, if it doesn't work out, we tried. We look back and go, yeah, I gave it all I had. Yeah, I was qualified, but that didn't turn out the way I thought. Or maybe it does. Maybe it exceeds every bit of expectation we ever had. Maybe it's super fulfilling and she's just in her element. In her, She's thriving in that environment because it's testing, but it's proving she's competent and capable. And it's telling her something about herself that ordinarily she wouldn't have learned if she'd have let fear take over and guide her. So that's what we're saying. And number two, the skill set certainty is have faith in your experience and what you've done, your resume, and then have confidence in your competency. You've got those skills. You've got the ability. Walk in it. Walk in that certainty. That's number two. Number three, release the reliance on results. That is a big thing because we are so results focused. We're so results oriented. We've got to have the the success plan lined out. We've got to know that it's going to work out. We've got to know, hey, here's our goal. We accomplished this result. Yes, that's good. That's important. We need to know what we're doing is amounting to something that we're accomplishing the task. Yes, that's good. But when we get so laser focused on results, we get paralyzed on whether or not we can really actually do it. And when the, the results are unknown, we have no confidence in the steps it takes to actually accomplish those results. So it's this hamster wheel of perpetual uncertainty, perpetual fear. And we're on this treadmill of, okay, I I know I got to achieve results, but I don't know if I can do it. And I don't know if I'm good enough. And then are those results really what I want them to be? What's the expectation of those said results? I'm relying so much on whether or not the results are going to be there. Let that go. Release the results reliance. You got to nurture the now is what I say. Nurture the moment. Be present enough in those small wins, those things right in front of you. That's what you got to, you can't see the forest because of all the trees, but sometimes the trees are what you need to focus on because that's what's in front of you in that immediate moment. And I say, you know what? Take that step, that first step, whatever's in front of you. Uh, it could be your job, could be a new job, could be financial, it could be relational, um, spiritual, physical, it's, it, you know, I, I always, I think I equate everything to working out because that's what I do the most of as it comes, you know, as in relates to hobbies, because I really don't have a ton of hobbies, but, you know, working out is a way of life. It's a lifestyle. It's a way that I've determined that I need to be capable. I need to have a physical, um, capability for the people around me that I lead, that I love, that I protect, that I um, sort of 
I don't know, uh, take pride in knowing that I've got them taken care of. So with working out, when you start that process of working out, even now after I've done it for so many years, so, so many years, you start thinking, I mean, the results can kind of be intimidating. They can kind of overwhelm and, and uh, they can prohibit you taking that first step because you're so fixed on what you want to look like, how much you want, how strong you want to be, how capable you want to be, what you have this vision of yourself in a year, but to have that vision, you don't think that's attainable or possible because, and so that keeps you from even starting today. So I want to look this way. I want to feel this way. I want to be this strong, but I can't get there now. So why do I even want to try? Cause that seems so steep. That hill seems so steep. That climb seems so hard. That seems like a lot of work. And, and do I know I'm going to have those results? No, there's no guarantee. Again, there, there's so much uncertainty, but you got to trust right there. You got to trust the moment. You got to trust the process. You know that pushing a lot of resistance over time is going to make you stronger and it's going to get you where you want to go to that analogy. But you got to be present in the moment in every situation. In any new endeavor, you got to take the first step. You got to take that first leap, I guess. And you got to trust that those steps and that process is going to lead to an ultimate result, to an ultimate end that you're hoping for. But you can't be so focused on that result or it will absolutely paralyze you and be counterproductive to you taking those steps in the in the initial stage. You got to trust the trail. Okay, I said you got to nurture the now because you got to be in that moment. You got to stay present in that moment, in that immediate those little wins, stack them up, take those steps, be focused on what's in front of your face more than you are what's a million miles down the road and the results down the road. But you got to trust the trail. So there, anytime you're out in the woods, you're walking in the woods, you, you obviously want to find where that path has been worn down by other people. And you trust that they were going in a direction that is not a dead end, that is not going to lead to your demise that is actually going to end up in this opening or daylight or destination you're trying to get to in the woods. And, you know, this goes back to knowing God's will. Like I, I made this analogy the other day to one of my friends. We we're talking about God's will and like how good he is. He's going to take care of us. We trust him. We know he's good. You know, how much more is he going to want good for us? That I mean, we'd want that for our children. Are we actually going to drop them down in the wilderness and, and hope they figure it out? No, we're going to lay out a path for them. But sometimes you and I get too smart for our own good, and we think we're smarter than the, the actual process, and we think we're smarter than God sometimes. The Bible says his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. But how many times in the woods would you rather just take a shortcut and you would rather just walk through the bushes and the brambles and the brush and the stickers and the thorns just to be able to cut off time because you want something now instead of trusting the trail, trusting what people before you have done and gone ahead of you and worn out a path so that you actually have an opening and have an easier time 
and an easier journey. And it's ultimately leading to where you're going to go anyway, but you're trying to cut off, cut corners, cut off time and take shortcuts. When we trust God, we can't take those shortcuts. We we have to rely not only on the process and nurture the now, like I said earlier, and stack the small wins, but we've got to trust the trail. We've got to trust the path he set before us. And it may not always be the quickest, but it's going to ultimately be the most fruitful. And it's going to be the one he wanted us on anyway. So it's knowing his will, back to number one, is is being close enough to him to hear his voice, know his will, and and then trusting your skill set, being certain in that, confident in your competency, and then releasing just this reliance on results so much and, and trusting the trail. So that's how we get over this fear. Like fear is fuel, so I think it does ignite something in us as long as we don't let it turn into torment because torment is toxic. Fear is fuel. Torment is toxic. Three ways tonight to lean into uncertainty is what I've been giving you. That's what I've given you. I've laid it out for you. The framework is set. You should now be able to, we should be able to understand when that fear creeps up, those emotions, those those chemicals in our body, those hormones start to percolate, right? And we start to feel that uneasy, that fear, that scared sense of agitation and torment. When we feel that, we can either let it fester, let it steep. We could let it ferment in us to the point of becoming tormenting. It becomes this heaviness, this weight we can't get out from under. Or we can let the fuel, the fear turn into fuel and light that fire, tell us where to go, get close to God. He shows us where to go. So that fear then can be replaced with peace, confidence, certainty in God. So we got to trust Him, power of proximity, get close to Him, ditch the doubters, Know the lies of the enemy. Know God's will and his plan. Number two, skill set certainty. Be confident in your competency. Have faith in your experiences. And learn how to walk that out. And then third, release results reliance. Get rid of the reliance on the results. You don't need that. We're not worried about results yet. Let's get into the fold. Let's get in some momentum. Let's get uh, a cadence built up. Let's build that rhythm of our step and go taking steps forward. And then we can actually... Think about, okay, results. Now what? Right? Okay, we're accomplishing this, so that's good. So then we can be more broader picture, but for the for the moment, when you step into that uncertainty in that initial stage, you got to trust the trail and you got to nurture the now. Be present in those moments. And then stack enough wins to where then you've got some rhythm, you got some confidence, you got some momentum, and you can actually kind of look up and look downfield and then see okay, here's the results I really want to accomplish. But I had to get past that initial stage of fear, and it was now it's not uncertain. Now it's certain. I'm in it. I'm moving. I'm going. Now the certainty starting to kick in, and now I can worry about results. So that's it. Don't worry about, don't worry about the uncertainty. Don't let the uncertainty and the unknown paralyze you. That's the point of today. Let the fear be your fuel, and then understand that torment is toxic. Torment is just the fear that you've allowed to stick around and keep you stuck, and it gets toxic. It turns into an infection 
and a poison inside you that prevents you from growth, prevents you from progress. It prevents you from actually stepping in to what God's will is for you in that season. So with that, be blessed. <laughs>